And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Sucking on a chili dog Sucking on a dog Sucking on a chili dog Chili Sucking on a chili dog Sucking on a dog Sucking on a chili dog Sucking on Sucking on chili dogs, sucking on a chili dog. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, February 19th. This is the drop. Hashtag full squad. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, we got Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Hello, fellow chili dog lovers. Hey, my friend. We got the birthday boy, Trey Kirby. <laughs> hey, hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday, TK. We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And last, certainly not least, mm. making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. JD had been sitting on that sucking on a chili dog uh. clip for a while. Been singing it all week. <laughs> it is so catchy. Very yes. catchy. Do you, need, do you need lyrics like that guy, JD? Yeah. Yeah. That's very right. funny. I memorized it, Tess, from oh, beginning wow. to end. It's uh, going to be stuck in your head. Uh, sorry, all weekend long now, everyone. Okay, shout out to the stream team joining us live here on YouTube. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe, share the show with your friends. Much love to everybody that joined us for last night's NBA happy hour. Lots of larfs were had. Uh, we discussed the all-star starters, and we discussed home renovation, and then Lee really got into it, talking light bulbs once again later on. <laughs> we went for over three hours somehow, uh, you know, not four hours and 20 minutes, but three hours plus, and I think it ended up being worth it. Tass, we lost you near the end, but right at the end of the show, we were about to wrap up, a mysterious fan named Cody Cat was suddenly sliding into Lee's DMs, <laughs> telling him about this unearthed gem. Tass, this is incredible. Cody Cat, again, whoever you are, thank you, <laughs> found a Michael Jordan wedgie. <laughs> and we played it at the end of last night's happy hour. We've got it here again, JD. It's versus the Pistons. This never-seen-before footage of MJ oh. sticking a crazy wedgie versus the Pistons. Wow. I mean, Wild this, stuff. this is really your uh, birthday gift, Trey Kirby. I love it. I yeah. think that's probably played after midnight here on the East Coast, too. You know, a lot of people say Jordan's 88 season, wearing the threes, is the greatest season of all time. Now you can add he had a wedgie against the Pistons in the Air Jordan threes. They're the wedgie threes, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, it, it was amazing. Uh, but guess what, guys? My wedgie dealer 
has got more for us. Come on. What? what? Get out. Who is this? Get out of here. <laughs> what do, what do you fact, got now? I got a Michael Jordan Wizards wedgie for you guys. Here it is, JD. Let's have a look <laughs> wow, at it here. Wow, this is nuts. <laughs> Here it is, MJ. Okay. Maybe even a three-point wedgie. There it is. Beautiful. Brad Miller. Brad Miller gets oh the rebound God. on the wedgie. <laughs> this, this is, is what is this going, is too much, man. What is going on? <laughs> oh, big Brad in the headband. Get out of here. What a birthday. <laughs> I gotta know how this person is finding these clips. Like, I got a lot of questions lately. Like, dude, this oh, is man. someone on the inside, right? Like, uh, <laughs> this might be Michael Jordan himself. <laughs> you think so? You think oh. Michael Jordan's like watching the show going, "Give me some wedgie love, guys." <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's definitely somebody on the inside with access to NBA footage. Has to be. There's yeah. no doubt. Well, yeah. well, you're you're right there, Tass, because uh, the last DM I got was, uh, "Let me know if you want any more wedgie from famous players." Oh man, my, I, yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> yes, please. Is this the same person who's emailing us everything? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, he, I think he's emailing and uh, hitting you up. So. Ah, right. Oh, he's, the we- he's the he's, wedgie woke. He's working his channels. Yeah. Well, <laughs> find out uh, what size of uh, t-shirt or hoodie uh, Cody Cat wears so we can right. hook him up with some no-dunk awesome. gear. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I didn't think it would get better than the, uh, yeah, 88 MJ wedgie. And now we got a Wizards MJ wedgie with Brad Miller in it. Oh. Crazy. What a start to the drop podcast here. Uh, keep your questions and your comments coming for next week's Beach Step and Podcast. No dunks at theathletic.com to email them in. And uh, yeah, immaculate items always available at nodunks.com. We'll have to get uh, Cody Cat some of that gear. Okay, we got worst of the week. We got, uh, you know, tweet of the night. We've got a fun little uh, <laughs> news segment uh, sort of sponsored by Masterclass. Lee's going to tell us about something he learned this mm, week, exciting. which will be great. But. LeBron James, Kevin Durant named captains for next month's NBA All-Star Game. Uh, the players joining them in the front court for both conferences, you know, basically as expected. KD going to be joined by Giannis and Embiid in the East starting pool. The backcourt for the East, Bradley Beal, NBA's leading scorer, and Nets star Kyrie Irving in the West. LeBron joined by forwards Kawhi Leonard and Nikola Jokic. No real surprise there. Backcourt, okay, a little bit more interesting. Curry, one of the starters in the West backcourt, while Luka tied Damian Lillard. Okay, but Luca finished second in the fan voting, third behind Dame in both the media and player voting. But tiebreaker goes to the fans, so Luca gets the starting nod. We actually talked a little bit about this on last night's happy hour, or uh, you know, near the start of it. If you want to go uh, hear us react to that, but we are going to make our reserves picks here, uh, our all-star reserves. This is always a fun show. It, I know it can get a little confusing at times with four of us sort of making all of our picks, but there are a lot that we'll always agree on, and then it gets to the final couple, and everybody's making you know their cases for their guys. But I like how we've done this before, at least this year, where we will give the floor to one of us, right? You will present your team, and then you know, like we'll go to somebody else and say, ah, I don't know about that guy. I would have this guy. So, Lee, why don't you get us started with the East All-Star Reserves? You know, share your locks first, and then maybe your more final, difficult choices, maybe some of your snubs. But you got to try and remember, I don't know if you followed the rules, but (laughs) you're supposed to sort of have, as the coaches fill this out, two guards, three forwards, and then two wildcard spots. But they're they're pretty, uh, they play fast and loose with these rules, I feel like, with the uh, positions. Okay, so. Yeah, like what's Zach Levine? Guard or forward? What's Zach Levine? I think he's a guard, but yeah, you're right. All right, well, I'll start with, uh, I've got five guys that I think will be locks. Uh, In no particular order, I'll just go with them. Jason Tatum. Okay. As a forward, 
as a front court. Julius Randle as a front court. James Harden as a backcourt guard. Jalen Brown as a guard. And as mm-hmm. a wild card, I have Zach Levine. Okay. Um, so those are my five that I think are, are in. Okay. And then the then the other two that I've chosen are, that I think deserve it. Um, and these were a little bit harder. And I'm going with Gordon Hayward from the uh, Charlotte Hornets as wow. a, as a front court guy. Yeah, I know. I mean, it was okay. it was tough. There was a few, so many guys in the mix there. But mm-hmm. I chose Gordon Hayward. I think he has been really impactful for the Charlotte Hornets, uh, playing incredible basketball, shooting the ball well. He's been out. He's missed a couple of games, of course. But overall, the Hornets right now uh, are playing very well, very good basketball. They're in the playoffs at thirteen to fifteen. They're under five hundred. Okay, let's let's. <laughs> I know. I was going to say like, you're going a little overboard there. But yeah. uh, but considering when he signed that contract, there was a lot of like, what are you doing with Gordon Hayward? I think he's lived up to it so far, and mm-hmm. I think he's deserving of an All Star spot. And the last one, oh, I'm going with Ben Simmons. Uh, I think Ben Simmons deserves it, and wow. and I'm giving the okay. uh, the Philadelphia 76ers record uh, the weight there because I'm like the Sixers are going to have probably the best record in the Eastern Conference, and they're only going to have Joel Embiid. I think Ben Simmons has been good enough to get in, particularly over the last ten. 11 games or so where he's really picked it up. So a couple of snubs. Uh, I, I'm, like I'm not Tobias sure. Harris. You just snubbed Tobias Harris. He's uh, been the second best sixer. Ah, come on. Yeah. Uh, Offensive. So there's no, yeah. there's no <laughs> Raptors. Oh, come on. I can't I believe it. you had Gordon Hayward. I got to be honest. Yeah, I, 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 I have literally like, I have Growing eight or nine Charlotte, guys ahead of on. Gordon Hayward. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but but listen, I I think uh, I think he's deserving of it. Uh, right. Now, no, no, no Raptors, no Heat in there, of course. Trey Young misses out, and so does DeMontis Sabonis. Chris Middleton, I can't believe he missed out, but uh, the Bucks have sucked lately. Uh, he he was good, uh, but the Bucks. <laughs> he's not good just, against the Raptors. <laughs> uh, exactly, and uh, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's my team. Uh, right. Have at it. Okay. I can't okay. believe you left off Chris Middleton too. Yeah, wow. so Taz, I mean, 50, let's go, 40, let's go 90, here. man. Uh, Nick Nurse isn't coaching the opposing team, the All Star <laughs> team. Put him in. Uh, yeah, it, it's been it's been uh, painful to watch the last five Bucks games, but I don't blame Chris Middleton. He's definitely a lock on my squad. Okay. Jalen Brown's a lock, obviously. Uh, James Harden, he's a lock, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm putting Zach Levine in. Uh, you know, part of it is I want him in the dunk contest. And if we don't include him this season as an all-star, we're never going to see him in the dunk contest again. So it's a bit of a caveat, but uh, yeah, I- I'm I'm putting him in there. Uh, so there we are. We got five guys. I've got two more spots now. It gets... Did you say Tatum, Tass? I can't, sorry. No, he's here he is. Here he, oh. Jason Tatum is, on, is right here. He's on the tip of my tongue. And okay. I'm going to put him in, uh, but... It's only because I'm excusing missed games this season. I think you kind of have to throw that out the window this particular year mm-hmm. because a, a guy was could have been riding in a car with somebody who didn't have a mask on. He misses a week, and do you penalize him for that? I, I think, you know, Jason Tatum, that's not what happened with Jason Tatum. He, he contracted COVID. Uh, but those games that you missed, I, I think that goes out the window. It goes out the window with Kyrie. goes out the window with a lot of guys. So Tatum, yeah, he's the number one Celtics guy, so he's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the last spot, my God, it's so hard. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it Randall? Is it Vooch? Who I, I think I think Vooch um, is deserved over uh, Demont Savonis, deserved over Bam Adebayo, over Gordon Hayward, over Tobias Harris. But I went with Randall over Vooch, even though Vooch is my God, he's so good. Randall is uh, he's playing within his game so well this year. So he was my last yeah. guy. Um, that was that was a tough one because. Like, what is Vooch doing wrong? I mean, he's shooting 41% from three. Uh, it's better than most guards in the league. And uh, he can score down low. He can score in the mid-range. He's not a good defender, which is whatever. 
uh, happens with a lot of players. But yeah, Julius Randle is, he's almost perfect. Uh, He's playing so well. So yeah. That's okay, my last one. so your snubs by the sound of it would be like a Sabonis. Um, it sounds like it would be the two Heat guys, right? Uh, at, le- at least Bam and Jimmy, I know, hasn't played a ton, a ton of games, but he's on sort of fire now with triple doubles. You don't have them in the mix, and you don't have Trey Young, right, in the mix either. Did I not say Trey Young? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought he, he was there. He he, was there. Okay, wow. Okay. Um, Trey, again, sorry, I'm already losing track. It oh, is yeah. tough. But uh, who are your sort of locks? Who do you agree with with these guys? And then. Who do you have maybe different? My locks in the backcourt, Levine, duh. Jalen Brown, duh. Two of my guys. And James Harden, duh. The third of my guys. Of course, those guys are all all all-stars. I mean, we're seeing Harden now just dominating out there. He's uh, reminding everybody, yeah, I was... It was a joke at the end of the Houston tenure, but I'm like tasked with this all-star picks. I'm not holding anything against anybody. If you get hurt, you're missing more games than you would miss during any other season because you're playing four games in a week rather than three games in a week. So the numbers tick up. You're catching uh, somebody on your team catches a deadly, super contagious virus. I can't really hold that against you that you suddenly have to be out. So games missed due to injury, due to pouting, uh, due to contact tracing. I don't care. I honestly don't care this year. I just want to see cool basketball players doing cool basketball stuff. My front court locks, Tatum, Bam, and Sabonis. Mm. Which, I mean, yeah, exactly. You can make the same cases for Julius Randle. You can sort of make a case for Gordon Hayward if you're a Hornets homer. There are similar (laughs) guys in that, you know, kind of 4 through 12 range where you can make a case for anybody. Anybody can score 20 points per game. Anybody can have five assists per game. The numbers just pile up like crazy for all these guys because there's so many good players. My final wild card pick... Just barely ahead of Chris Middleton and Ben Simmons, I got Trey Young only on the factor that he's the number one guy on his team. The Hawks mm-hmm. have been playing to expectations sometimes. They've been underwhelming sometimes. Trey Young's uh, reputation isn't quite as sterling as it was when he was a second-year player, but I still got him in the All-Star game. Okay, so you do you do have Bam in the mix. You uh, I do, had yeah. them has a lock there. Yeah, he's an interesting one to me. I sort of brought it up the other day. I was like, are the coaches going to just like no brainer put him in because he's what like a twenty and nine five and a half guy, you know, shoots a great percentage. He's actually really improved. Lee, you love this at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. He's like up to eighty five percent. That's where he struggled uh, before. But you know, the Heat have obviously disappointed though. They're turning it around because they're getting guys back. I can't decide what the coaches are going to do. I think they are going to do what Trey's doing. I think he's going to be on there. But that means, that does likely mean like a Randall or a Sabonis or a Vooch or a Middleton or Harris. Like Tobias Harrison and Chris Middleton are basically the exact same players uh, this year. Like really, really efficient players in terms of shooting the ball. Like they're, they're you know, the 50, 40, 90 club, both of those guys. Uh, so great, great numbers. But they're not the number one guy on their team. In some cases, are they even the number two guy? Because uh, you got to like show some respect to Ben Simmons' defense in the Sixers' case with Tobias Harris. So, yeah, Bam is a, just a weird one. I have him right on the fringe for me. But to, I guess, complete this, I'm with you guys on a lot of these. I mean, it's Jalen Brown. It's James Harden. That's my backcourt. I have Zach Levine as a lock. I will say, I just heard Ben Golliver and Michael Pina talking about this on their podcast. You know, Ben Golliver, not a fan of Zach Levine getting all this love, Trey Kirby. Um, you know, being in the mix in the conversation, maybe being a lock to some people like us as an all-star, which is weird to me because everybody is in love with Bradley Beal and they're pretty damn comparable. Uh, you know, like their teams are not yet yeah, elite. They're not all that great defensive players, but Zach Levine is like a 29, five and a half, five on 52% shooting 44 from three good at the line. 
Yeah, Beal leads the league in scoring, but he takes like five or six more shots than Zach Levine. He's got a higher usage percentage. I'm saying Zach Levine mm-hmm, could be mm-hmm, doing what Beal's mm-hmm, doing, so mm-hmm. I don't really get... By the way, I have both of them on my, on my all-star team. I want them there. But you can't be like going to bat for Bradley Beal and then, you know, uh, talking out the other side of your mouth saying, Zach Levine, he's not an all-star. I don't really get that. They're basically the same this year. Uh, Big so facts, Skeets. 100% yeah. facts. Yeah. And Zach Levine is a better defender than Bradley Beal is, and he puts 100% more effort in on that end than Bradley Beal does as well. Nonetheless, Bradley Beal is starting, so it's not really a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Zach Levine, though, 100% an all-star lock. I think people just assume that this is the same old Bulls from last year, and I know it's kind of become a running bit. The Bulls are back, but they are a different team. I read mm-hmm. John Hollinger's uh, bad pl- or Great Players on Bad Teams article recently, and he's basically saying, I'm watching the Bulls so you don't have to. Why are you not watching the Bulls? They've got one of the best scorers in the game. They've played the most five-point games in the NBA this season. They would be even closer to 500 if they hadn't had that four-game losing streak against the best teams in the league where they lost four games by a combined 11 points. They're a good team this year. Mm -hmm. They've had some tough losses because they're learning how to win because they're a young team and they had two years of losing. This ain't the Boiling Bulls. This is the Billy Bulls. (laughs) It's a different team. They play harder. They play better. They play more like a team. And Zach Levine is a two-way player now. So, wow, John Hollinger used to be one of my all-stars. Ben Golliver used to be one of my all-stars, but I'm going to have to find my saxophone work from somebody else, Benny G. I'm going to find it from somebody else. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, that was awesome. I love uh, it. Yeah, so then to continue on my team, my bigs, I have Julius Randle as a lock like on my team, on my roster. I don't know if he ultimately makes it. 23, 11, and 5.5. And I mean, this guy, with the Knicks team... Yep. playing well I mean like they're better than a lot of these teams were mentioning record wise he's a huge part of it um, I will say Pina who I love he made his selections for Sports Illustrated I believe it was uh, I thought he had a great point about Randall being successful despite not like deviating too far from the player he always was like he isolates a ton um, you know a lot of his shots are still uh, unassisted and he takes a lot of long twos but he's just like has this wicked balance going uh, of knocking it down and being a playmaker for his squad. So I like him. Um, I I think he has to be in there the way he's played this year. Tatum, 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 Tatum. Uh, He is ultimately an all-star. Sometimes you can like get caught overthinking this, right? Uh, You know, I get it. You want to show love to a guy like Middleton and Tobias Harris and stuff like that. and, And bam, Tatum is just better than those guys. It's just, uh, it's just a matter of fact. He just is. And even in a, down year if you want to call it that and it's not because his numbers are elite uh he's still an all-star no-brainer then it's like Sabonis or Bam I I have Sabonis I'm trying not to forget the amazing start and I know it's cooled off you know the trade happens where Oladipo leaves and you don't even have Levert playing there's no Warren and he is still special and yeah the numbers were elite 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 and then they you know they, again they came back to earth a little bit but still 23 11 and 6 basically great percentages uh, excuse me 22 12 and 6 I meant for him very similar sort of to Randall there great great percentages though he's in and that's that last one guys I mean I am I, do you go a guard with Trey Young or Ben Simmons or do you go with the BAM or the 50 40 90 guys in Middleton or Harris I like as of like right this second I'm still like I'm not locked in on any of them. And then you got Gordon Hayward in the mix for crying out loudly. And I think you could make the case for Vooch, Jeremy Grant, if you really want to get crazy. And then like a Brogdon or something like that. I don't think any of the Raptors are ultimately going to make it, but you tell us in the stream team, 
Who who is who has got to be there? Like, is Trey Young just have to be there? Like, is it? No, yeah. he doesn't. Well, no, he will actually already be there. The game is in Atlanta. The one guy who doesn't have to travel, maybe you should get him in the game. Mm. Yeah, and I, it's funny. I, I don't know. You know. Go ahead, Lee. with with the record. Uh, you know, Trey Young. He did have a little bit of a downtime, but overall, he's having a pretty good season. And I found it difficult to keep him out. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like you have to sort of find a reason to split these hairs because there are so many guys there you know you've listed off five six different players that we've all had yeah all have a case so what what do you sort of uh, pick over them and for me it was just trey young i was like i ah, just i don't know i just don't feel like he's an all-star this year he hasn't been there that's that's really all it came down to for me um, it's because it's because of expectations mm-hmm. yes. Partly, yeah 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 and, um, and like and i think that's why you're probably taking gordon hayward is because he didn't have a good year last year. Yeah, I mean, he you know he was it, he did his part on the Boston Celtics, but yeah. he wasn't an elite. And then he gets this contract. People say, "Why is he getting this contract?" And then he's you know pretty much lived up to you know basically around there. So he's kind of exceeded expectations, but he's not on an All Star level for me compared to a bunch of other guys. Yeah. But it's like Mike Conley in the West. Mike Conley fell off in the West. Fell off last year. Where did he was just he wasn't Mike Conley? Yeah. But now he's mm-hmm. back. Now he's an All Star. Yeah. But. He's not an all-star. Come on, But everybody. also, I think it, it comes into the fact that, you know, which teams we watch a little bit more of. And I've been watching tons of the Hornets, you know, and it's like, wow, this guy, you know, he, he is the steady hand they need out there. Uh, but he's been more than just like a, you know, sort of mid-range player. Like he's actually, I think, been a star player on that team. Um, so, you know, that, that fact is into it. Of course it does. Uh, and uh, yeah, why not? Let's show a little bit of love to the Hornies. You know, they're going to have a couple of all-stars in a couple of years' time. East Coast bias, mate. That's what this <laughs> yeah. is all about. Yeah, they start is. earlier, so you're putting Gordon Hayward in the all-star team? <laughs> no, but it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not just that. Like, they've been playing winning basketball, you know, uh, good basketball for them. Their expectations have been uh, kind of high, and LaMelo's been great, of course. But Gordon Hayward has been their best player, and, uh, and, and I think Agreed. he's deserving, you know. I think I'm going to ultimately pick Trey Young, and then that means my biggest, toughest omission is Bam. I, and I and I do think, I mean, we uh, we had it on the the show yesterday. I think it was like the discussion about Bam versus Sabonis, right? It seems like people are maybe I don't know, just like a little bit more love with Bam. And Bam is awesome. Don't get me wrong; like he's incredible. He's improved. He was an All Star last year. He's gotten better. Their record is disappointed so far, but yeah, is only one of those two guys, and Bam and Sabonis getting in. Is only one of Middleton and Harris probably getting in, if either of them. And then is one only one of Ben Simmons or Trey Young getting in. And that's an interesting debate too, Trey Kirby. It's like <laughs> I don't know, like like Trey Young is obviously, like you said, he is the he's the star player on his team. He's asked to do more, he's asked to carry the load. He's averaging like twenty seven points per game, ten assists, four boards, you know, like not the most efficient shooting numbers, but because he is, of course, asked to do a ton. Or, like, so do you go, like, yeah, that guy, that's an all-star. <laughs> or, like, Ben Simmons, is he is he a better player because he brings it defensively? You know, he's more of a two-way impact player. Obviously, his numbers are not as eye-opening as a Trey Young. Like, which one do you reward? Like, it's an all-star game. Do you really just, do you just want the gunner? Do you want the scorer? Or do you guys, you know, do you want to show love to a guy that's having maybe a better overall season? And I'm not even sure Ben Simmons is. I'm trying to talk this out right now. But, where you know, do you, do you know what I mean with that debate? Of the totally guy that scores thirty or the guy that scores uh, you know eighteen but is a two way player, <laughs> yeah. That, and that's yeah. honestly a hundred percent the question is what do you value? And that's what the all star selections really 
unveil because if you're going deep, if you're going into the Raptor Wars, if you're looking at the box plus minus, if you're looking at the real BPMs or whatever these things are called, you're probably going with the guys who are contributing on both ends of the court, right? You're going yeah. with Ben Simmons, who every time he's on the court, the other team is suddenly worse and he's getting wide open three pointers for his team. Maybe they don't make all of them, but he's still generating the shots. You can get deep in the weeds to make some cases, no doubt about it. But for me, it's Trey Young. Yeah, he doesn't bring it defensively like Ben Simmons does, but he does bring bring it offensively, and that's certainly important too. And I do give people, or I do give players a little bit more credit if they are the number one guy, if they're the unquestioned leader of their mm-hmm. team, which Embiid is for the Sixers, and Simmons is a defensive leader for that team. But we're always kind of asking for more from Ben Simmons, where mm-hmm. right now we're not asking for more from Joel Embiid. You can tell who's the number one guy there. So I give a little bit of extra credit to a guy like Trey Young, no doubt. Yeah, and I think in the East, I know it might be a little different when we get to the Jazz tasks them having an elite, elite record, obviously being at the top of the entire NBA right now, you get into the, well, how many guys? How many guys should they have? You know, that classic thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, in the Eastern Conference with the records as they are, I didn't think about that at all, really. You know, I, I wasn't like, oh, gotta have the Sixers, gotta have two or three there, or the Bucks gotta have a second guy. Or I mean, did you sort of tackle that the same way? I saw it the same way as you, yeah. I didn't uh, reward winning in the Eastern Conference the, as much as I did in the West because there's so much, so many more plus 500 teams in the Western Conference. Yeah. Well, everybody's kind of middling in, in the West, in the East, I should say. And even at the top, yeah, the Sixers are there, uh, but they're only one game above uh, the Nets. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not a big gap, and the Nets are just barely above the Bucks. Like, nobody is running away with anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you give the, the all-star nod to whoever you want. Whoever you watch the most of, Lee, that's who gets <laughs> the all-star appearance. But yeah, there's like, yeah, there, it's when you when you break it down, yeah, there's a bunch of guys that are going to miss out uh, that are definitely deserving it. And, and I don't know if it's because there's so much parity in the Eastern Conference that it feels like a bunch of the guys are going to miss out that are really, really deserving are, uh, are just higher in volume. There's just more of them than there are in previous years because there's just parity. I guess that's what's happening. There's just so many okay teams like, yeah, Levine's on an okay team. I mean, they're on sub five hundred, but so is everybody else. Yeah, uh, it, it feels like so. Just just pick who you want. There's no rules this year, and <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and like, I, I'm I definitely. It's hard to keep Bam out of bio off a, yeah. a basketball team. If you if you want to win, put Bam in. That's yeah. for sure. I but mean, then you definitely. Yeah, that, but, you know what's so yeah. funny about that? Bam's Bam is not even their best player. <laughs> Yeah, it's Jimmy still Jimmy Butler, played, but that's, who, really. that's actually who I think is going to end up being the biggest snub by the time we play this game. Uh, you know, Jimmy. we still got a couple of weeks. Jimmy's playing really well right now. He's basically right. averaging a triple-double for February. He's the one guy that I'm like, okay, that's kind of not very many games so far, right? Yes, he's at yes. like, what, 15 games? He's yeah. pretty far behind these guys, but by the time we get to the actual All-Star game, it's going to be close. Like, he's going to pl- have played as many games as anybody else, but we're making our picks here on Friday, February 19th, the greatest day of the year. <laughs> By All-Star game, once Jimmy's piled up the minutes, I think we'll be talking about, how did this guy not make the All-Star team? Well, he didn't play the first month of the season. Right, right, right. Um, you know, speaking to that whole thing with the parody and, like, wow, it just feels like there's so many guys, Tass. I saw Dan Feldman at NBC Sports. He had an article today. Like, taking all the stats, and if you just said, well, they're going to average that over the entire rest of the year and then you look back at what it would usually take numbers wise to make an all-star team dan feldman says there's 77 deserving all-stars this year and just looking at like taking complete just stats what guys are averaging across their board uh 
it's insane. Like it's just feel like it's like a Harrison Barnes numbers are like oh, sort of all star worthy is what he's saying. So that's why right. it's like difficult that you're just like not that Harrison Barnes is in the conversation here, but it's like <laughs> that's sort of the point. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Well, I mean, it's no different than Gordon Hayward, if you ask me. So yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think yeah. All those guys are you counting for inflation, Dan Feldman? Like everybody's yeah, well, numbers no, it's are. Good, you know, it's an interesting article. Five to I mean, De'Aaron higher, Fox. Right? You could convince me on De'Aaron Fox, but Harrison Barnes, you're too deep, man. You're too deep, Dan. <laughs> no, he's not. I want to make this clear. Dan is not picking them. He's not saying they need to be in the conversation. He's just saying because scoring and numbers and the pace is very, very high, it's inflated. Like we are, you know, it feels like how many guys are scoring over, you know, 20 points per game? 40. Right 40 players. Holy it's crap. an NBA yeah. record. 40 guys are okay. scoring over 20 a game. So that's why when I look at Chris Middleton, 20 points, 50, 40, 90. That's awesome, man. You're having a great season. So is everybody else. Right, 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 right. Maybe not as efficient as a, you're right. As no, a but Tobias right, Harris but is literally having as efficient yeah, a season as Chris Middleton is. Paul George is. Kawhi Leonard is. It's easy to get 50, 40, 90 now. Lee could do it. <laughs> Lee, could you do it? Yeah, why not? I don't know about cool. the 50. The, the, the two-point percentage would be oh, tough. Oh, yeah, he can't hit a layup. He just, he, you would be Bertans, don't well, worry. Just shoot threes, yeah, not stuff. Yeah, I think it's uh, Seth Curry who's like 50, 50, 98 or something like that. So oh, maybe that's wow. the new one. We're going to have to uh, bump it up a little bit, make it harder. Um, just off of this, before we get to the West picks, uh, I saw that at Stat Center said, in 1970, there were 14 teams in the NBA and only 11 to 12 players on the roster. So 24 total All-Stars. 15% of the players, you know, back then would make an All-Star game. Now, half a century later, we got 30 teams. Rosters 13 to 15 guys per roster. And we still just have 24 All-Stars. So only 6% now of players make an All-Star game. He says, at StatCenter, expand the All-Star rosters. I wanted to ask you, Trey, are you in favor of, you know, get rid of just the 12 and 12. Let's bump this up to, I don't know, 15 and 15. Uh, to make it more uh, similar to an actual NBA roster. Are you a fan of that or no? 100%. I've been saying it for years. There's more players on a team's roster than there are on an all-star roster. It's not going to change the fact that there are going to be snubs. We're just going to be talking about worse snubs. Gordon Hayward might actually make the all-star team if we had 15 guys, but why would it not be the same between a game and an exhibition? Nobody cares if there's more all-stars. Okay. Uh, Lee, agree or disagree? Yeah, I think this. Uh, I think there's a discussion to be had there for sure, um, because uh, you know we have this same debate every year about you know who's missing the cut and who's uh, who's in and who's out. Why not just add maybe not three? That's straight not going to go. That's not going to go. Away, I know it's though. not going to go away. Then we're going to start maybe... debating whether Harrison Barnes is an all star. <laughs> like, maybe we're going to say. Then we're going to say. You know what? There's too many or anyone's an all star these days. Let's trim the rosters back a little bit. Only make it twelve guys. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we <laughs> would do that. That's exactly this is too much. Of course we would, because we're idiots like that. that, that that's how the uh, the media and the fans work. It's like we want everything as soon as we get it. Like, no, nah, we don't want that anymore. Just go back to the way it was. But right. uh, yeah, look, it doesn't really matter. I mean, uh, you know, you're going to all always have guys who are sort of like is this guy in and why is he in what case are you making for him versus like well this guy's putting up huge numbers uh on a bad team i mean bradley beal missed out last year uh on making the entire game and this year he's a starter now if bradley beal wasn't a starter this year would he make the game or would he miss out like he did last year because uh he is putting up huge numbers but the team is not really any better than they were last season so Mm -hmm. I think the answer no. is yes to that. I think it's a nice. Uh, I, I think I think he but, probably does as yeah. well this season, but uh, he didn't last year in a similar situation. No, so you know you can miss out. Uh, Sam Unono brings up a good point here. The NBA, it's always about the Greenbacks, and mm-hmm. his comment here: more All Stars, more jersey sales, more dollars for everybody. It <laughs> right. makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. I guess. I guess. Look, I mean, to play devil's advocate, I'm not against it uh, expanding the rosters, but like. 
But we barely get all these guys in the game as it is, right? Uh, if we're being honest here, it's like uh, you're not usually uh, playing all 15 and it feels like you're going to have to play everybody a little bit. It's sort of a, I mean, we literally have guys playing two or three minutes in the All-Star game and it's like now they got to be there, you know, in a normal year all weekend and stuff like that. I don't know. I love the debate, I, uh, but make I, I'm fine with adding it a little bit. I don't want to go 15-15. I think that is going a little too far, but no problem adding one or two, but... Will it get rid of us debating guys, you know, being snubs? No, no def definitely not. I heard there were 77 possible All-Stars this <laughs> <Yeah>. year. <laughs> well, okay, here, here, here's what I'll say. If we do 15-15, so there's 30 All-Stars, let's just get, cre let's get crazy. Let's, like, play three-on-three -three little tournaments or something like that. Let's get rid of the game entirely and do something else. Just play bump for crying out loud with these guys. You know, we can make little mini-teams. Could still have the draft. Well, oh, geez. Well, interesting. If it's 15 players on each squad, you could have a five-on-five -five game from from two different from a different team in the first three quarters. Boom, boom, boom. Beautiful. Three separate games. Then we got the Elam ending for the fourth quarter. You play the five guys who played the best through those first three quarters. They're going head to head in the All Stars of All Stars match of the fourth wow. quarter to see who wins. That's competitive. Okay. Mm. Might be something Winter's there. Winner's court, for sure. Uh, I heard we were having Adam Silver on the happy hour coming up, so we'll talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. So uh, let's go to the West Reserves. Again, the starters are Curry, Luka, LeBron, Kawhi, and the Joker. Uh, Trey, your team, again, your locks, and then sort of the guys you were uh, maybe debating a little bit. Was this easier than the East before you start, Trey? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it was easier, at least in, in the locking in of guys. And then the, my final two, you know, it's a, kind of a choice between two guys on the same team. Or okay. Both, of, both okay. of those two. The easy part, no doubt, the Western Conference backcourt. Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell. Boom. Easy. Yeah. Easy ones. No doubt about it. The locks for the front court: Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, and Paul George. Like I said, I'm not holding injuries. I'm not holding missing time against anybody this season. So those are guys that, you know, maybe might not be healthy for the game, maybe might not be playing, but I got them in as all-stars right now on Friday. Okay. My last two barely ends. I'm taking Zion, as I foretold in the past, taking Zion over Brandon Ingram, and I'm taking Devin Booker over Chris Paul mm. and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Skeets, I considered him, man. <laughs> wow. I was considering deep. Wow. So I'm showing up on a few uh, picks columns. So I was I like, know. I got I to gotta see these numbers. And they're good. And he plays both ways. And the Thunder are exceeding expectations. But I got him in just barely behind my last two picks, Zion and DB. Okay. And you said the, the difficult part with that was... Who am I taking from the Pelicans? Him, you know, Zion or Ingram? And then who am I taking from the Suns? Suns, mm -hmm. I hate to get into the, like, they deserve someone there, but they do. Let's be honest. Like, it has to be one guy there for them. Because what are they right now? Are they top four or five, I think, still in the Western Conference with the record? So, 
Yeah, that's a tough debate, though. Is Chris Paul more important to their success than Devin Booker or Devin Booker more important? That's a good one. I don't know where to go with that one. So, Are you going to name an injury replacement there for Anthony Davis? Oh, yeah, good call. Trey? You want to do that, Trey? Nope. No. No, nope. wow. <laughs> I got my team. <laughs> okay. Tass, uh, agree or disagree with most of those picks there from a man, TK, birthday boy? Yeah, for sure. The top five there, I think everybody should agree with. Uh, Dame and Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt. With Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Anthony Davis as backup forwards. No doubt. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I do think uh, on the Phoenix Suns, at this point, uh, I would take Chris Paul over Devin Booker. So he's on my team. Uh, Devin, Devin Booker has been phenomenal. He's probably you know the, the, their go-to guy. But um, his numbers have dropped off a little bit. Chris Paul has been really good, and he's been impactful on both ends. The, the last one, uh, this last spot, it was very difficult for me. It was either... Zion, um, who who's going to make my team as the injury replacement. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. uh, CJ McCollum would have been an all-star if he didn't get hurt. Uh, Darren Fox was uh, in shouting distance. Mike Conley was not. Um, but uh, I went with a guy who's, they basically have the same record as the Phoenix Suns. And he is their best player. Mm. And he's, his numbers are honestly better than Chris Paul's. But everybody wants to overlook the San, Anto- San Antonio Spurs, and I'm mm. not doing it this year. Wow. I'm taking DeMar DeRozan. My DeRozan is DeMar. Uh, his, he is balling. Uh, his, his number, I can't believe what a playmaker he has become yeah. uh, in this league. And he's their best scorer. And he doesn't turn the ball over. And he's overlooked because it's DeMar DeRozan. And it's the San Antonio Spurs. And because his, you know, he was, he's labeled as a scorer. He's labeled as a guy who doesn't win in the, in the playoffs. But he's grown. And so it was tough. It was tough leaving off uh, Zion or even Booker or, or, or Ingram and those other guys I mentioned. But uh, that's my seven. Okay. So you said Zion would be your injury replacement. I think that's how it will go down, too, if he actually isn't selected from the coaches. 80 doesn't play. And yeah. Silver and the NBA get a chance to put Zion Williamson in the All-Star game. And, and deservedly so. Uh, with 25, 7, and 3 shooting. What's he shooting? 62% from the floor. Yeah. So they, seems low uh, with the last couple of weeks he's had. Um, I think they would pick him. But you went, Tass, yeah, so you went with the OGs. You went with just uh, Chris Paul and, and DeRozan, right, as your yeah, two hurt. sort of wildcard picks. That hurt not putting Devin Booker on the team because he's he's grown too, and he's been phenomenal. Yeah. I, just couldn't, I couldn't put both, and, yeah. and so I picked Chris Paul. Okay, where'd you who'd you pick out of those, or do you not have either of them, Lily? You no, have Mike pre- Conley, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I pretty much. I Devin Booker has is scoring more, but Chris Paul is their best player, and he has been their best player. Uh, he does. He does. He uh, has been. Yeah, he has been. I just like I don't. I don't. What I don't love about this is all these years prior. When I'm trying to get Devin Booker on my all-star team, it's like, well, his team stinks. You know, win some games, you'll get in there, man. Win some games, you'll be in the conversation. Well, they're winning games. He's, yeah, not scoring as much, but he's helping them win. He's still their best player. Has he He, been better than Chris Paul? Has he been better than... He's he's played less. He hasn't hasn't been better than Chris Paul, in my opinion. Overall, yes, he's scoring more than him, but Chris Paul has just been... Chris Paul's incredible. Yeah, uh, but I just like this is like look, he's now he's on a winning team, and now you're gonna be like, nah, sorry man, it's all Chris Paul's doing, it's not you. Yeah, it's but, not and, all and maybe Chris that's Paul, fair. If Chris Paul's yeah. not there, are the Suns, you know, a top five team, top yeah. four team? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Last uh, but, time we saw him without Chris Paul, they were going undefeated. Maybe he's bringing them down. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's who I chose. It, it, it was tough to leave Booker off, but uh, 
I did. I left him off. <laughs> hey, listen. And then, listen, so who is your I, other? Who is your other sort of? Uh, I think I had pretty much everyone. You go. I had Zion in. I have Davis, Zion, uh, Rudy, Mitchell, uh, Lillard, and Paul George. The other guys, okay. and then Chris Paul. Uh, and the case I made yesterday on the show for Jordan Clarkson, he was way closer than I thought to actually making the game in the end. I thought I might even just throw him in there. What the hell? Who cares? It's just <laughs> an opinion. Uh, <laughs> why, but why? he has been. I thought Michael Conley's going to be. I called him Michael Conley. He's, Mike Conley's going to be Defensive Player of the Year. Hey, and Jordan Clarkson's going to make the All-Star team. Hey, Chuck had, hey Chuck Jordan Clarkson has got a case, man. He has got a strong case uh, to make this game. Uh, and the Jazz, I mean, best team by far right now. Uh, I think they're, I don't think they're top five in offense and defense anymore. Yeah, those things change around. There's only a point or two difference. Mm-hmm. But uh, he has been incredible for them. So he, he's, he's my injury replacement uh, shortlist. <laughs> okay. Well, I agree with most of you guys here. I've got, of course, Lillard. Mitchell, Rudy's a lock. Paul George, he's only played 20 games, but he was, he's been incredible when he's playing, 25, 6, and 6. I got Zion in there, just straight up in. And it's, uh, you know, look, and I am the biggest Zion Williamson hater going, apparently. Uh, but he is an all-star, whether he's an injury replacement or not. I have Booker. I'm fine with the cases you guys are making for Chris Paul. I think Denvin Booker is still a, obviously a special player, and now he's on a winning team, so I have no reason not to have him in there. Um, you know, and he's having, like, not even, like, still... He's going to go to another gear. You talk about if he's not on this team, I think a Jimmy Butler situation, like you said, uh, Trey, in the East, where we're like, uh-oh, why didn't we have him on there? If he doesn't make it, I think we could have that with Devin Booker. And uh, I have AD picked. I like it. He's still an all-star caliber player. He played enough games. He played 23 games. He's going to be out for a while, but he should make his... I think that would be his eighth all-star game. Let's have that, you know, on the record books. He was an all-star, and then we just have a replacement. And then who is it? Is it a? You could have Chris Paul. You could go both sons if you if you want to. Fox, you guys said DeRozan makes a great case, but I think I almost have to as my injury replacement go Shea Gildas Alexander, don't I, Trey? Like you got to just to like yeah keep that train moving, keep it on the tracks here for hopefully him making it next year. And the numbers are awesome: twenty two and a half, five and a half, six and a half. Great numbers across the board, shooting wise: 50, 39, 78. Let's get that up, Shea, at the line, but. I, I, I will pick him. I do not think he'll be there this year, but I'm um, liking my chances moving forward. Because you're right, Trey. I've seen his name. I think KOC had him actually on his roster. Yeah, all the uh, overthinkers have him in. No doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, that's good for me. That's all good the, for our bet. All the three initial guys stick together. KOC and SGA. <laughs> that's no right. Doubt. That's right. J-E-S. So, and then on the outside looking in, I have Clarkson, Conley, and Brandon Ingram. I, I just don't... Uh, it's fine if you want to, you know, have them in the mix, but uh, I think they're a little step below these other guys that we're all mentioning, Fox and DeRozan and SGA and stuff like that. All right. Well, that was fun. You know, not too many disagreements, but enough. Enough. Some years we have, like, almost the exact same rosters. Yeah. So, you know, this actually feels like one where we uh, disagree on, you know, two or three spots in both conferences. Totally. I'm sure you're upset with us. What? How dare you? You didn't say this guy's name? Or how dare you not have him on there? I mean, Lee is popular in Charlotte right now. Don't get me wrong. I love it. We can't have Hayward in the All-Star game, though, Lee, because then he would have to bring his barber. <laughs> well, all the more reason. He'll be his barber will be in Atlanta. Maybe we can go down and uh, get our uh, half hour. Oh, no, how long no. is that? Hour? Oh, is- he would love to cut your hair, mate. Oh. That oh. barber, his hair almost looks like your hair. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I would allow his barber to cut my hair. I'm, I'm just growing it out right now, but... Did you see how just relaxed Gordon Hayward looked in the chair there, you know? 
And not one of those, uh, not one of those barbers who talks your ear off either. You know that guy just <laughs> definitely like, not. Yeah, yeah. He, he was focused on giving you the best cut. So, uh, what's his name? Anyone remember his name? If Edward comes- Scissorhands. <laughs> if he comes to Atlanta, you can cut my hair. Okay, good. Uh, let's get to worst of the week, ladies and gentlemen. The worst of the week. Two parties get the dishonor this week because they teamed up to mess up. Uh, the first party is the Grizzlies, Jonas Valanciunas, because he injured another player. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the mm-hmm. Kings, Chemezi Metu, he dunked, had nowhere to land, and so he kind of hung on the rim there. And Jonas Valanciunas, he took Chemezi for a ride. Now, I, I, I looked at this clip earlier this week. Chemezi Metu wasn't oh. injured. I made a uh, you know a joke about the Lithuanian lift you know getting a ride on the Lithuanian lift because I, I didn't know he was injured. Yeah. But after yeah. the fact, after a couple days uh, of discomfort, got an X-ray, realized that he had broken his wrist. Uh, so Jonas Valanciunas has to be punished. So the second part for me is the NBA not punishing Jonas Valanciunas for tossing a guy to the floor. It wasn't a hey I'm going to hang on you and, and and put my lower half on your head type of hang from Chemezi Metu, right? He was just hanging there so he didn't fall. You didn't think it's a taunting hang, is what yes. you're saying. Yeah, More of exactly. a safety hang. Oh, it was a, it was a, yeah. yeah, after this, this the the first angle was, okay, maybe he was taunting him, but the second angle is he, he was like trying to get down and Jonas Valanciunas ripped him because Jonas Valanciunas didn't realize that he was trying to be safe, but he just felt a, a leg on his shoulder and just threw him to the floor. Uh, and then... It, it, it double proves that Jonas Valanciunas uh, was just you know, tossing a guy to the floor for no reason because later on in that game, he went to the other end, he dunked, mm-hmm. and Corey Joseph happened to be under him, and he just hung there and, oh, yeah. rode, and rode Corey Joseph on purpose. But Corey Joseph didn't do what Valanciunas did. He didn't toss him to the floor. I'm not sure Corey Joseph could toss uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Former well, he- teammates? Corey yeah. Joseph and Jonas Valanciunas. That's right. You rode your former teammates. So yeah, Jonas Valanciunas has to be has to be punished for that. I, I'm the one that I, I'm a person who always says, you know, judge it before the guy is injured, before he goes to the back and, mm-hmm. and gets the the medical opinion. But at this, I, I mean, I'm in, I made a mistake the first time when I saw it. I didn't think Valanciunas did anything wrong, but uh, he was obviously angry, and the man's the man's wrist was broken. He's a two way player. Tyrese Halliburton spoke about it for minutes on end with the Sacramento Kings, feeling bad for for Metu and how he's the first guy in, last guy out, and he's been working on it. And uh, we called his summer league game. If you remember, he was a member of the San Antonio Spurs when we uh, we talked about or when we called that Blazers uh, Spurs game. Now he's with the Kings. And yeah, I'm just did adding to the his, story. Did he break his wrist on the actual like hanging on to the rim, or when he fell? Like, when he doesn't fell. look like he lands on his wrist all that much. That's definitely Those things break easy. I guess so. Like, I, like there, I almost wondered. Eh, I guess he it's, maybe does. It's land the right, there. the right wrist when he lands. Well, yeah, that's why my question is like, he's hanging on with his right rim, and it gets torqued there. Mm. Yeah. So I was just fair. asking, like, maybe he breaks it when he's trying to hold on, and then you, and Valanciunas is pushing him, and he's like, his arm is, his wrist is getting torqued like crazy, because um, he's trying to hang on. But maybe it is when he lands. I, yeah. I'm sure that's more likely, but. Yeah, uh, listen. I'm just you know trying to right some wrongs. I, th- yeah, I thought uh, I thought uh, I thought Valanciunas was was totally fine. But after looking at it, uh, you know, it's a couple of the smaller market teams in the NBA, so it kind of went overlooked, and the NBA overlooked it too. But uh, yeah, no, you, you, you shouldn't you. do that. You shouldn't you shouldn't toss a guy to the floor like that, dude. You know, 
We he get, really does toss up too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's a legit, you can't make a case he is not like, get off of me. Now he thinks he's like getting teabagged. So he's, yes. of course, that's what he's reacting to. Uh, whether or not Atu is actually purposely trying to do that or he's like, like you said, just like, okay, man, are you going to move so I can fall down here or jump down? But yeah, he chucks him there. You don't see that spinning throw very mm-hmm. often. Very, very weird. Okay, so worst of the week for Jonas. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. I think I'm not going through nominees. I'm not okay. going through the Miami Heat, which was a good suggestion, or the NBA All-Star game yet again. <laughs> uh, lots of good suggestions out there. Thank you to all the tweeters out there. You guys are great. Mm-hmm. Stre- team streamers. Stream teamers. You're all great. But uh, <laughs> I, I, this is the Jonas one. He injured a man. The guy is mm-hmm. on a two-way contract. It stinks. It really does stink for him. All right, lots more still to come, but first, a quick word here from our sponsors. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Well, speaking of Masterclass, very excited for this. Fun new segment on the drop today, and it's simply called, we got a stinger and everything for it, Masterclass, What I Learned This Week. So, Lee, let's be honest. You are Mr. Masterclass here in the No Dunks world. Uh, you've had it for a long time. You've done a lot of the classes. Uh, you know, you have the most time, it appears, out of everybody else to actually sit down and learn some things. But what did you learn this week from Masterclass? Yeah, well, what I learned and what I'm continuing to learn is uh, there are undeniable health benefits to practicing some form of meditation or mindfulness. Um, okay. So I was very happy to see a, a class, uh, a masterclass by the creator of the uh, Stress Reduction Clinic and the Center for Mindfulness in Medicine, John Kabat-Zinn. Uh, now, I haven't finished this one yet. I'm only uh, three chapters in, but and I call them chapters rather than episodes because, as I was saying the other day, I sort of see these masterclasses as like reading a book almost. You know, you want to okay. you want to sort of read it uh, and absorb it, and there's a bit of rewinding. There's a bit of going back to sort of uh, emphasize a few points here and there. So uh, that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm uh, going through right now. And already, you know, what I'm what I'm learning from John is, um, you know, that. We all have uh, thoughts and feelings and we, we sort of are biased towards them and we judge them. 
And when we do judge them, you know, they can create uh, a situation of stress or anxiety or even panic to some extent. Mm -hmm. Uh, And obviously that isn't really good for your, for your own health. You know, if you're creating situations that are happening and you're just like, oh my God, this is like crazy. This is the worst thing in the world. So uh, what he is teaching and what we're learning about here in episode three, in fact, um, is about patience and how our own impatience, like we, we sometimes think, well, you know, one of my weaknesses is I'm impatient, but it's only me. It only affects me. But that's not really true because, you know, oftentimes our impatience really can impact and affect those people around us because you know what happens when we get impatient you know we get in a bad mood we get grumpy sometimes we sort of say things and we and we you know just bring an energy to the room that's not always great right. um you're and- fisting drivers in your case and <laughs> but uh but you know um and and he relates that to how now we are so connected to our phones and we are so connected um all the time we're always kind of chasing like that dopamine hit, you know, mm-hmm. dopamine is that is that very brief feeling of satisfaction. You know, you post right. a tweet, you post something on Instagram, a like where, a comment, yeah, and you're like, yeah. yes, 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 people are liking it, but it's so fleeting and so brief that as soon as you get it once, you're just like, you know, I want it again. So, and that that creates an addiction, mm-hmm. you know. And again, it's just not very good for us to be in that state where we're constantly checking our phone, constantly looking for some sort of validation, almost. So, you know, being patient. And just understanding that, you know, we don't need those 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 constant uh, hits of dopamine can help us just sort of be a little bit more present in the situation we're in right now. And just the, just the, the, the world we're in right now, it is a different situation because, uh, you know, everyone's in some form of sort of isolation or quarantine. We're certainly not socializing like we normally do. So we have to find other ways to cope. And, you know, when you're in your house and when you've got kids who are in school, you know, you've got bills to pay still, all those other life stresses are there uh and that can create like that situation of anxiety like oh my god what am i going to do am i going to keep my job am i going to be able to pay the bills am i going to be able to feed my family all those little things so having a bit more time and giving a bit more time to our mindfulness and our uh and our patience can help us calm down and, and stress and just sort of stay in the moment so uh look i'm, I'm three episodes in this is a long yeah. one i think there's 20 episodes and uh, hmm. i'm looking forward Whoa. to yeah i'm looking forward to getting through i mean <laughs> i don't want to be impatient and say i want to you know knock it off this weekend <laughs> You're stressing out man. exactly You're yeah through. will i get through it this weekend but instead <laughs> it's actually you know it's i mean and the irony is of course i'm watching this on my phone you know which is <laughs> which is uh kind of what you want to try to get away from separate a little That's bit fun. okay but i'm actually sort of assigning myself time i'm saying right i'm i'm going up into my bedroom and i'm having no other distractions i'm putting on my uh nice. do not disturb on my phone and i'm trying to watch it and just absorb it and take it in without checking twitter without checking instagram you know like while you're doing it because that obviously defeats the purpose of it so nice. uh very very uh enjoyable so far and and again i think just giving attention to a serious uh uh health benefit mm-hmm. will will be good for uh, anybody fantastic this guy's yeah. learning <laughs> you, I love it. It. you sold me on this one i'll watch it for sure yeah mm-hmm. John Cabot Zen. Why? There's, somebody's made that joke before. It's John Cabot Zen, but I mean, why wouldn't he be named John Cabot Zen? Well, <laughs> maybe he, maybe he'll address that later in the uh, yeah, later in the book. Later in the book, we 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 always we have this conundrum with uh, with audiobooks. Did you read it or did you listen to it? Do you think in the future will people say, "Did you listen to that masterclass or did you read it?" I mean, you're hmm. saying you feel like it's a book. 
Well, I approach it like I'm reading a book because, like, when I'm watching Cobra Kai, I'm just like, just just get me to the part where Elizabeth Shue's in it, you know, but I don't want to skip over the other chapters. Uh, and I got there. I, I knocked that off in, like, you know, 72 hours. But this is more about, you know, paying attention, absorbing it, understanding it. And John's voice, I mean, it's hypnotic just listening to him speak. You know, he's he's got a very good tone, great demeanor. And that's one thing that captures you. You're like, okay, I'm, I, he's got my attention, this guy. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> But you are watching it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and as I said the other day, like it, it's tough when you're just l- watching someone just talk to you on a camera. Like you, They have to be able to uh, engage your attention okay. that whole yeah, time, sure. and he can do that. You know, I mean, like Cobra Kai, you need Johnny Lawrence and Daniel LaRusso <laughs> going at each other, you know. <laughs> uh, not to bring it back to Cobra Kai, but I don't know. Uh, I love that idea. I love you. That's the only thing. Everything to Cobra Kai. (laughs) The only thing you can compare it to is Cobra Kai. There's two forms of content out there. Masterclass and Cobra Kai. (laughs) Well, uh, I'm pretty sure they've got a Cobra Kai season four lined up as well here. Uh, Maybe even season four. I'm not sure where they go now because they had Kumiko... And they had uh, Ali, uh, Ali, uh, what's her name? I've forgotten her name now. Ali in uh, season three. It was great. That was great. Yeah. Is there a master class on how to uh, learn karate? <laughs> Ooh. I haven't seen one, but okay. I would not be surprised if there is one soon. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. Uh, we'll see if this segment sticks around. Oh, we learned some things there from Lee. I like it. I, I mean, you know, we'll give it to uh, somebody else next week and we'll see what they uh, learn, bring to the table. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. We're getting back to basketball here for a sec, because there was a moment in the Nets-Lakers game that was picked up by Bleacher Report in a tweet. It was absolutely phenomenal. LeBron James missed a technical free throw for the Lakers, and Kyrie Irving was caught on a hot mic, and he said, that's your best free throw shooter? (laughs) Listen, Listen in to Bleacher Report's tweet here. Kuzma all on the floor for the Lakers. Irving, the only starter on the floor right now for the Nets. We uh, will have... (laughs) This is the trash talk we wanted when we learned that there weren't fans in the stands that we thought we'd be able to pick up a lot on the hot mics. I don't really remember anything even close to as good as this this season. Mm. Yeah, Uh, no, there hasn't been... It has been a lot of memorable uh, moments we've caught because we can hear the players better. Or no, I mean, no, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. I, no. I, I find it. Uh, you know, we were we were talking about Texas Stadium or whatever it was called with the Alicia Keys acoustics yesterday. I mean, do you have mics everywhere? That's just that's just hard work to be able to pick up mic to pick up every single uh, word that comes out of these guys' mouth. But um, we got it there, and I don't think he went to LeBron James and said. Hey, you're a terrible free throw shooter. But, but he <laughs> hey, said it. Free He's, yeah, he he said he kind of said it into the ether. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't really yelling it at LeBron, which would have made it even better. But um, come on, that's that's good stuff right there. The old teammates. That's what we were looking for. So. Lee, what do you think? Exactly why people wanted uh, the mics turned up, or yeah. for us to be able to hear what the players are saying. But I think you're asking the going to ask the question I wanted to ask too, Skeets. What do you think about LeBron stepping to the line to be the technical free throw shooter? He's not the best free throw shooter on their team. We've seen yeah. him shoot a bunch of air balls this season. It's <laughs> the one thing that LeBron does that is not his greatest skill. It's funny. I think his best free throw shooting season as well was when he had Kyle Korver on his team because they uh, they worked on it together. So he needs to get Kyle back. Kyle's not in the league right now. Maybe you can just uh, squeeze him onto the roster there. But I always like just the uh, 
the image of the best player saying, I'm shooting this free throw, you know? <laughs> Right. That's that's what it should be to set the also, team. Also, sure, he's, sure, he's he got missed. he's got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Carl Malone to chase down. Yes. The uh, all-time right. points scored. Every point counts. Uh, so he's got to get these freebies when he can, or at least try. Mm-hmm. What do you think the best free throw percentage of LeBron's career is, Lee? What would you guess? Seventy-eight. My man, you know free throws. Really? Exactly right. <laughs> wow. He seventy-eight percent. Was that then? That when he was been... tw- when he was twenty-four in the oh-eight oh-nine season. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty cover by a mile. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, interesting. You know, he's got a lot of yeah, 75s. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty consistent there for a while. But uh, then he had a, had a, you know, last two years, prior to this one, he's shooting 70.4% right now. But uh, yeah. he was sub-70 last year and sub-67 the year that's before funny. that. funny. Like, Russell Weird. Westbrook has had a similar decline. Like, he used to be money at the line. Now he's bad. Dollars, another one who dropped. I don't understand how you get worse at free throws over the years that's very strange <laughs> yeah no i know like uh not everybody can be dickie ellis man <laughs> 27 <laughs> 27 straight was his record 27 straight is this guy knows every free throw stat on earth <laughs> from <laughs> dickie ellis to lebron james yeah that is the weird thing about lebron though like when you're learning from dickie lee he's saying you need to go you need to do your free throw the same every single time you take a free throw same routine same ball spins same leg bounces LeBron famously has changed his free throw shooting technique every season in the middle of the season. Yes. Right? Like he changes all the time. Yeah. And and, and uh, actually, if you if you got his numbers there or not, Skids, I'm not sure. But when he was with Ray Allen in the heat, um, I think he had a pretty good season then because he also sort of finished his free throws high up on his tippy toes uh, mm. when he was with Ray Allen, kind of like Ray Allen. So he's worked with it with some of the best free throw shooters. And it just, but you, you look at LeBron, just the way his shooting has improved over his career. It, it's remarkable to me that his free throw shooting is, he's not just like 85% at the line these days. Right. Well, he had pretty good years in Miami for him, I would say. Uh, four years combined, he shot basically 76% from the line. Yeah. So that's okay. for him, for him, not too, too bad, but nothing really super elite. He shot 77 the one year. I yeah. guess that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So you're just being, you're, you're saying literally, you want to become a better free throw shooter? Surround yourself with better free throw shooters. Wow. It rubs off, I think. Although, I mean, based on what you're saying, he had better seasons without Ray Allen. Yeah. Kyle, so so I don't does. know. I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, great tweet there, Tass. That was a fun little clip that uh, Bleacher Report coming through with. Okay. Pick him results from last night. Uh, good victory for Tass and Lee because they had the Nets. Uh, Lakers were favored by two and a half. Trey and I went with them. Turned into a bit of a Nets blowout. So that's a nice victory for Tass and Lee. And uh, well, we have a nice little battle here in the pick'em contest. Don't want to be last, gotta pay it off. Trey right now is last, he's five and nine. Uh, Tass, you're seven and seven, and then Lee and I are eight and six. So we're just ahead of Tass. Um, Trey, a couple games back now, but yeah, we still got enough time here in February. So what's tonight's game, Tass? Well, a couple teams that uh, expected to make the postseason in the Western Conference before the season. The Phoenix Suns have absolutely met expectations. They're visiting the New Orleans Pelicans, who haven't met expectations. So if the Pelicans want to make the playoffs, they're going to have to beat teams like the Suns. They are getting two and a half points at home, so they can lose by two and still get you the victory. But it's a very, very close line. So uh, who we got? We got Zion and the Pelicans. For Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns. Trey, why don't you start us off? What is the line? Who's Two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, the uh, Suns Phoenix Suns are favorite. Yeah. The Suns are a little bit better rested here for this game. This is the third game in four nights for the Pelicans. So, gimme Phoenix. Skates, who you got? I am also taking the Suns. 
to win tonight by more than three points. Go, Devin Booker. Lee, who you got? Yeah, it's a tough one. I think... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Ultimately, uh... I'll take the pals. I'll take the pals. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it starts off very Zen-like. <laughs> And then it just turns into, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so you got the Pels. All right, well, let's go Splitsville. Oh, boy. Just to there keep it up. Keeping up the Splitsville. So, uh, yeah, Tass and Lee taking the Pelicans. You get those points. They're plus two and a half at home. And Trey and I need the Suns to win by three or more. So we'll find out on Monday those results. Let's end this bad boy, though, with a little rapid-fire fun. Lee, you're asking the questions. Uh, and I'll set this one out. JD, Tass, and Trey with the answers. Take it away, Lee. This week, fan of the show Kate Wood shared a tattoo she had recently done of a basketball turnip playing homage to the Clipper Bros sign-off after every show of ours. If you were to get a tattoo of a show that you're a fan of, what would it be and where would you get it, JD? Uh, 100% it would be Downton Abbey is the show. Um, And this was tricky. What would it be? Uh, I would probably go with a portrait of the Dowager, uh, Lady Grafton. Okay. Uh-huh. And under the portrait, I would put a, um, a little quote, one, like one of her, one of my favorite quotes from her. Mm-hmm. And that is, what is a weekend? That is the quote. So it would be that. It, she, she asked the question legitimately because she's never worked a day in her life. And she doesn't, somebody mentioned, oh, we'll do it on the weekend. And she was like, uh, what is a weekend? <laughs> right. Me, I work most weekends. So it, it works. Yeah, and she's she's awesome. She's a great character. Just so. make sure they get that third E in weekend, uh, <laughs> or she could be like never having known what the Super Bowl halftime show mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. and the great performer from Canada. Okay, absolutely. That's Ta- actually I could see you rocking that tattoo. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, and I put it on my right, right on my shoulder. Oh wow, yeah. definitely. Right, 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 yeah. Tass, gotta be proud of that. Put it on the shoulder. Uh, I would get a tattoo from Swamp People. Uh, if you guys have seen the show, it's, uh, yeah. it's on, uh-huh. on History Channel. Uh, people go out into the marsh, into the wild, and uh, they capture whether it's alligators or new season is snakes, uh, corralling snakes with their bare hands, wow. selling them on the market. Uh, so um, they have interstitials, like when they go to commercial, this this alligator hand comes up out of nowhere, and uh, you know, my, Danielle and I often say when that interstitial comes up, we say swamp people. And uh, that alligator hand would be also on my shoulder. It's like a clawy kind of yeah. hand, just to remind me that we're all still animals. Uh, very, very, very unsophisticated. Like the sophistication level between JD's versus mine. I mean, juxtaposed, really, right there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Schwab so, people. So cool. Schwab people. Okay. Schwab people. Shrey. Uh, I would get a survivor tattoo, but not until I take home the million dollar prize mm. as sole survivor. Of course. Probably a coconut that's also a basketball. But I don't know exactly, but uh, you know, the shapes of the, are similar. And, you know, just to keep the theme, I'm getting it on my shoulder as well. Great place for a tattoo. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> okay, this next question comes from Shrey in the Bay. What's up, No Dunkers? Been a big fan since the TBJ days. I recently took a class, and while the professor was introducing himself, he mentioned that he was a big fan of the No Dunks Inc. podcast. This caught me off guard. 
I was not expecting to be able to talk wedgies with my anatomy professor. Shout out to Professor Azim at the DVC. Yeah. What was one time you guys connected with someone that was completely unexpected? JD. Uh, Well, it was actually uh, the previous question. My answer, Downton Abbey, reminded me of this. Uh, I connected with uh, our cameraman, Todd, over at Downton Abbey. Because he loved it probably wow. more than I did, wow. and uh, in a, you know he's an, a sort of an unexpected. He's a, a, a ex marine, big burly guy, and uh, I just he was it was uh, during some downtime in the studio, and he had it on his iPad, and he was watching it. He may or may not have maybe shed a, a little tear over uh, Lady Sybil, <laughs> but uh, I was like, oh, Down Abbey. And then we just broed down over, <laughs> over the whole Grantham clan, man. It was awesome. So uh, shout out to Todd and shout out to Downton Abbey. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Tuss. Um, my answer is they call him Tom Morello. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Tom Morello's masterclass. I haven't. I, I was, it's unexpected in the future. I'm going to love that master class. And, it, and, it, and I, I didn't think I would, but yeah, JD's uh, uh, little little mouth work there that you did a little bit earlier. Uh, yeah, that got me. That got me. Can't wait to watch Tom Rowe. I didn't have an answer for this question. There it is. Okay. I think you could actually probably connect with Todd on that one as well. I think he's a Rage Against the Machine fan, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Definitely. Uh, sure. Yes, for sure. Him and Kamala probably done. Oh, yeah. oh, no doubt. <laughs> you haven't lived till you've heard Rick Kamala talking about Tool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Trey. Sometimes I, uh, you know, I was thinking about this question last night. I was like, man, what have we done that's really weird? And one of them is that we karaoke'd once upon a time with Kobayashi, <laughs> the competitive yeah. eater Kobayashi. I've heard that man sing Obla Di Obla Da. In a karaoke room. That's very weird to think. And it was like just, I don't know, several hours after he had chugged a gallon of milk. Guy's got a belly full of milk singing the Beatles. <laughs> Pretty cool. Oh, my God. I would love to hear Kobayashi do the suck it on the chili dog. That would go instantly viral. Oh, man. That would call. go viral. Let's call Don right now. <laughs> Get Don on the horn. Yeah, after he chugged that gallon of milk, he also did belly rolls. Like, he pulled up yeah. his shirt. Oh. Yeah, like, he was pretending to be pregnant, you know, sticking yeah. out his stomach, and he did rolls with his stomach. He's so in control of his stomach. Yeah, that's that's often one thing I think of, too, is we hung out with Kobayashi in a karaoke. <laughs> more than once, more than once we've yeah. spent, like, casual time with Ka- Kobayashi. That's pretty crazy. It's a cool yeah. hang, man. Yeah, he was. He's a great guy. <laughs> great guy, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Last question here. On Thursday, NASA's Perseverance rover landed on Mars after years of development and months of flying through our universe. The rover reached speeds of 19,500 kilometers an hour and descended onto Mars in just seven minutes. It takes roughly 12 minutes for communication to come back to Earth, so technically there were five minutes of unknown. As a result, the rover had to make all the landing decisions by itself. When was the last time you had to make a big decision all by yourself, <laughs> JD? Wow, what a weird, what a fascinating turn that question to, or uh, yeah, rapid fire took. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one because, um, you know, when you get a life partner, the whole point is you don't have to make decisions for yourself anymore. So I'd, I, I was thinking about it. Um, 
And uh, I guess the the one thing that I've made uh, since I've been with Rachel, the one decision is that uh, I surprised her with a trip to Paris for her birthday. Oh, so I that nice. had to be all done behind her back. I had to go to her work to like book the time off so that she could go and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a boring answer, but that's really oh, the that's last That's not a time. boring answer. That's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trip really to Paris. That. I mean, that's so romantic, JD. Did no, you pack I, Did you pack her bag and everything? I, no, no, no. You no, didn't go I that did, far. I yeah. didn't go that far. Okay. I didn't go that far. Still but, very, uh, very sweet. She was very delighted. Sure. And we were talking about it this morning, and she still lights up when she talks about oh, it. So it was an awesome wow, trip. So. Wow. How long ago was that? God, it was, uh, well, it was before Lincoln, so, I don't know. Oh, three, oh, four, 2000, oh, five. 2005, maybe? Wow, yeah. nice, JD, you old dog, you, eh? <laughs> how, how long were you there for? How long were you there? Uh, just seven days. Seven just days. seven days in Paris. Oh, my seven God, days. I hope our wives don't find out about this. They'll all be expecting it. Oh, JD takes Rachel to Paris for seven days. You we go dog. out to Alabama for a weekend. <laughs> well, you we got drop. kids now. Yeah. Like, why don't you're why not do, going I, anywhere, man. Yeah. Oh, man? I was like, why don't we do that anymore? And she's like, we had kids, remember? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> nah, but your kids are almost getting old enough that yeah. you're going to be able to soon be like, see you later. We're going to Paris for a yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. Don't burn the house down. Yeah. When's your master class on romance, JD? Yeah. Oh, you just <laughs> took it. You just took it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taz. Well, I did something very unromantic last night when we finished our happy hour. I'm not proud of this. Uh, oh. It's uh, And this was my big decision of the last 12 hours, so it's not a big decision at all. But I needed to get to bed as fast as possible to get as many winks as fast as uh, as much as as many as i could because i get up pretty early the next next day so uh i didn't brush my teeth it's disgusting uh and, and i was I because was, you didn't want to make noise is that what you're thinking no more so because oh, i wanted to save, save two minutes mm. uh and it didn't help it didn't it didn't work anyways you can't just go from doing a show i basically went click on my computer got in my jammies hit the sack and i couldn't sleep anyway uh, so it's just a mistake. I should have used that time to brush and floss, and maybe, maybe my wife would take me to Paris if I brush my teeth. Uh, you would benefit anyway. from uh, Matthew Walker's sleep class, uh, actually. There, Tass. You know, you can't just shut your computer down and expect to just go plonk and fall asleep. No, you know, no. You got to send routine. some signals to your brain to say, "Hey, we're getting ready for bed." You know. Yeah, you should have turned the lights off and then stayed on the stream for another two hours before you went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it. I got a question though. Is flossing more recommended than brushing now? I feel like I saw a tweet, so this could be completely made up. But I think I saw that dentists say it's better to floss than to just brush. Just mm. floss versus just brush. For the old gum work. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't know. We need a master class on dental care. Oh, wow. Does that exist yet? It's a great idea. Get Kev Cops on the phone. Yeah. yeah the only cops. dentist I know. <laughs> uh, I would say you're, the answer is yes. I'd say wow. it's yeah, more I would important. Say so too. Yeah. It's impossible to get in there. It's hard you work. know the, the teeth cracks. <laughs> <laughs> well, have With you floss, you got to use the tape. <laughs> what do you mean? You know the floss tape. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, or some people use those uh, those little plastic handle things, like mm -hmm. they don't. Yeah, you know, little picks or whatever. Yeah, no, apparently they're not, they're like, not yeah, picks. They're, yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. hockey sticks with yeah. string on the end of them, just yeah. so you don't have to yeah. get your fingies yeah. in there. Yeah, <laughs> but they're terrible for the environment. Apparently, there's Absolutely mountains horrible. of them. It, like people flush them down the toilet, and they're just sitting in this the sewer, just piling up. Shouldn't oh. even throw floss down your toilet. Mm. No, wow, right. that's weird. I'm, 
Never yeah, even thought to do that. Throw it in the I damn know. garbage. Animals. Oh my god. Okay. You could use one of those hockey sticks for years, though. I mean, one of those those flossers. It's like I guess you don't have to change it. I mean, Just it's use your Rinse floss. It. Come on, get in there. Uh, get that's in what there. I do for sure. Yeah. Try. Uh, I had to make a very tough decision. Uh, obviously, it's my birthday today. So Laura said, "What birthday cake do you want? We're gonna have a cake, but we're also gonna have a dessert the day before." So I'm like, I gotta pick Whoa. two desserts. Uh, ultimately. <laughs> I went with the yellow cake with chocolate frosting. The OG of cakes to me, and that's what I'm gonna choose every single time it comes birthday season. Is it a boring cake? Maybe, but it's a classic. And I mean, how often are you getting cakes baked for you in the first place? Yeah, it's very nice. Once a year. What was the other dessert? <laughs> uh, we have we got like a cinnamon babka upstairs. Ooh. Babka? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Wow. cinnamon babka. Usually we got a chocolate babka. Shout out to Peter Sockins, uh, babka king. But uh, usually we go for the chocolate one. Incredible. And an incredible dessert. Laura switched it up, went with the the cinnamon one. It's a little bit more breakfasty, I would say. A little bit yeah. more like a coffee cake, but still delicious. I ate half of it after the stream last night. Wow. Someone's mm-hmm. got some mad flossing to do after all these sweets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going deep with the pick. Nice, nice. Well, happy birthday once again to you, TK. I hope you have a great, great day. Thanks to everybody for joining us. That's Rapid Fire. That's the Drop Podcast. Let's hear your all-star picks. Who you agree with, who you disagree with, let us know in the YouTube comments. You can tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. as well. Go grab yourself some No Dunks items, immaculate items, I'd like to call them, over at NoDunks.com. Got the hoodies and the t-shirts, shorts, mugs, got to rep the brand. Better treat yourself to an athletic subscription as well. Go to theathletic.com slash No Dunks where you can sign up for just $3.99 a month for the best damn sports writing in the world. Lock that in. So go to theathletic.com slash No Dunks so they know that we sent you fun show always love this one where we make our all-star picks and uh man i gotta say i was really intrigued by that master class too lily so i'm gonna go fire that up soon later today guys we'll be back on monday with what you need to know of course with the daily show and uh i guess we do have a little very solid plays dropping later today was it another good week for the fundamentals lily so we're gonna have to make it a top 10 i think or just do a daily one i don't know there's just so many vsps out there the (laughs) ball's fizzing around everywhere it's great. Oh my goodness. It's, it's, there's too many all-stars and there's too many VSPs. <laughs> the sport is too good. We officially hit that stats. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Stream Teamers. We will see you, uh, well, for very solid play, but we'll really see you on Monday. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, happy birthday to our own TK. Yeah. How old are you now? What are you, 31, 32? 37, Skeetsy. And you know, what, it was maybe last week, early this week. Who knows? Who knows about time? What's a weekend these days? You said something (laughs) like 46. I like the look of that better than 47, 48, 49. I was like, you're crazy, man. But then I turned 37. I'm like, 37 looks terrible. 36 (laughs) looks really cool. Yep. 37, 38, 39, not for me. 47 looks bad. I'm starting thinking it's the sevens, but, you know, like seven good, 17 good, 27 good. So all I'm saying is you were right. (laughs) You were right, man. I'm 37 and it looks terrible. Oh, you look fantastic. (laughs) Happy birthday. Embrace the weekend, people. You could stay.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.